Has it been a while since you flipped that thermostat from heat to cool? Turn to the experts at Griffith Energy Services before you do for an $88 AC start and check to make sure your AC is in tip-top shape. Griffith specializes in carrier, but services all brands. Visit GriffithEnergyServices.com today. Your local carrier expert. That's GriffithEnergyServices.com. License number MDHVACR01-2278. Griffith Energy Services. Me, 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 but also you. <laughs> the Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film, Powder Donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the name your price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The name your price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. Did, there was a charity. Yeah, yeah. Right? We, well, we connected, and this is a shout out too to J. Michael Malone. Hell yeah. Because uh, he, Hobo Pie. he's been running Hobo Pie, which is a, a pop-up comedy show. Right. And it's really, it's really got a lot of variety and it's really kind of expansive. Mm-hmm. But that gives everybody kind of the tools to just organize a group of people for a comedy show. Right. And so I kind of, I paired up with him and then paired with this group in Everett that does the Everett Promise, which mm-hmm. matches people who graduate with money for school. Right. And uh, yeah, we had a crazy, a crazy night. It was a very long night. Yeah, it was a long night. A lot of comedians. We had to, we didn't expect it, but we had to take a 45 minute break <laughs> because they had to go get more beer from the grocery store to bring it back to it the hall like, at the Osceola County Fairgrounds, by the way. Yes. Shout out. We again. did. <laughs> what? Yeah. Osceola County. You heard of it? You heard of Me it? Me neither. Uh-huh. Yeah. But. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody, thank you for joining us. We are back. We are not uh, recording live. Well, I mean, we're recording and we're live what we're doing here. But anyways, uh, we're coming at you from the stooge. It's been a while. COVID got to us. Uh, some of us, me, COVID got to me. I had the COVID and I didn't see anybody for like three weeks. It was really super, super cool to happen during the holidays. But that being said, we had to take a break from having any guests in the house and as this is a guest oriented podcast uh we didn't have any episodes sorry about it shit happens mostly covid but we are back here in the new year happy new year to you and thank you for continued listening yeah i was gonna say continued viewership that's another one but we appreciate you and uh your support and here in january we are starting um, the first of many uh, Jokers of January, a uh, name pending, but we will be featuring m- mainly comedians this first month. We figured, I figured, we all need to laugh at this time. It's great to start out the new year in joy, and so we have a lot of comedians coming to you these first four weeks of the year, and... We'll just get started with the first Joker of January this year, 2021, Mr. Joe 
Elder. Thank you so much for being here. Hey, thanks for having me. Where's my round of applause, damn it? There we go. The audience died of COVID. Yes, yes. We, <laughs> not that we ever had a live studio audience, but if we did, they'd be mostly dead. You I don't didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> Joe, you are a comedian in Grand Rapids from Grand Rapids or Everett. Um, well, your hometown is Everett, a small town that no one really cares, knows about, knows about. Kind of both. Yeah. A okay. lot of ways, yeah. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> how, yeah. lo- how long have you been doing stand-up in the Grand Rapids area? Well, I started in, uh, what, February of 2015. Mm-hmm. So uh, back then I was a little fatter, thick rim glasses, and thought I was like the next Bill Maher. So that was really... Nice. Real was, political. Yeah, it was, it was terrible. <laughs> but that's when I started, and that's what nice. I tried to do for a while. Um, but yeah, I started in February of 2015 and uh, had a couple breaks where... Just from work, I was working second shift and that sort right. of stuff. But for the most part, been doing it at least once a month for five years, but got serious about it in the last two where mm-hmm. I've been doing more like 10 to 15 shows a month. And Right. Yeah. Trying nice. to make this thing happen. Hell yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I forgot the pleasantries. I haven't seen you in a while. Yeah. Uh, how's your uh, COVID been? The second well, wave? How you doing? I'm I'm alive and I haven't had it yet. So nice. That's, nice. Yeah. Beautiful. I've I've made it, but it was uh, I don't know, man. It was tough, like everybody else. Had to learn how to get some hobbies. Right. Different hobbies. Yeah. That, it, that don't involve getting hammered with strangers on Wednesdays. Exactly. You know? Go going out to public places <laughs> yeah. and trying to. Uh, entertain them mm-hmm. or for the most part if they're watching it yeah half the time they're not yeah that actually depended on the time too yeah. and the place yeah <laughs> there's some places where they don't even know you're doing stand up right. you just kind of find out in the midst of playing pool and they're never happy about it no no never happy about being told <laughs> to quiet down there's a show going on it, which also kind of pushes the idea to me of having random pop-up stand up on the street because it's obvious that people even when they're in a bar and you have them trapped don't like it yeah it would be even funnier to just catch people on crosswalks dude i force jaywalking so much i've wanted to so this is a weird sentence be free man as (laughs) as it's coming out it's already odd but so often let's go with that one sounds better i've wanted to go to like rosa park circle and just like with a small PA system and just start doing stand up. I think I need to call someone before. Now they have signs posted to reserve Rosa Park, but oh. I don't know if I'd have to pay and I won't. No, like you like you need a permit to do stand up there? You need a permit to use the space. To use the space. We should probably challenge that. I don't I wonder if that just involves how much electronics you use down there. Yeah. Because if you went down there with just a megaphone, you could claim to just be any other psycho <laughs> that's trying to say anything else you want in Rosa Park Circle. Or you could go just like 50 feet away and act like you're busking, or act like you're <laughs> 50 feet away and you're busking. Yeah. Because I see a saxophone player down in that area all the time. Perfect. Pretty good. But... We'll have a shout out. Podcast. Shout out to the downtown sax player, man. Yeah. We see you. Shout, shout out to local artists and struggling. Nope, they're mostly struggling. Uh, definitely, artists busking on the streets right now. Yeah. It's you're probably homeless because it's, it's fucking cold. Yeah, it's tough but, to busk right now. Bro. Yeah, tough to Very busk. Tough to busk. That sounds like a great band name. Yeah, tough. or at least like a album. A t- an album. Yeah. Tough to busk. Tough to busk. Yeah. Any I think view. that's a folk, a folky one, <laughs> like a blue, a bluegrass band, something like 
you know. Busk a nut. nut. There. Yes. See, look at that. Genius. Tough to busk a nut. Tough, with, tough with, to busk. With their, tough to busk with their hit single, Busk a Nut. <laughs> Beautiful. I uh, love it. How have you been? I, it's a struggle for a lot of people. We started out the quarantine like very ambitious with creativity. Uh, we came out with a sketch like uh, pretty, pretty early on. Yeah. But since then, how have you been? creatively active yeah i mean when i knew there was going to be that window of covid when uh, stand-up was going on that i tried to just get as many of those in as right. i possibly could yeah which i know is kind of reverting back to my same form you right know? but um other than that it's just been a lot of writing or just kind of talking to other people about what their mm-hmm. what their plans are going to be and how we can kind of cross and work in together you know right I think it's important that we all have kind of like our individual little ideas that we're trying to push through. Exactly. But then we cr- we cross them and switch and, them. Yeah, bring you something know? to the table so, collaboratively. Yeah, like it was right. fun to do the uh, those sketches. Um, mm-hmm. I did a sketch with Aaron Cohen about the quarantine. Right. We pretended to be the the runners of the page that was uh, Michiganders <laughs> against quarantine, <laughs> and. Uh, how we we hated uh, Gretchen Whitmer. I actually think I was wearing this plaid shirt, but I, I, I'm not the uh, other character anymore. But. but it is part of my everyday yeah. attire. I wasn't. But reaching. they're not gone, man. Those yeah. those those motherfuckers are still here. I still see uh, recall Whitmer signs and people trying to push through her. Um, what's it called when you get them out of office? Not oh, to, impe- to impeachment. Impeachment. Yes. Yeah. People calling for impeachment on Facebook. Yeah, that's an interesting space, Facebook, isn't it? Isn't it? So what's what's been weird for me as a con major, and this guy gets meta, but it's been fun, is that people have an alternate persona online that right. we obviously know we have. It's kind of like the shiny self we have. It's kind of like who goes to grandma's house. Yeah. You know, this person doesn't talk about everything they think, you know? Mm-hmm. And we've had a whole year of people being stuck having to per- either persist with that persona that they right. have or start to get real or start to get real about deviating from and being like, what the hell are we doing every day talking to each other? Like yeah. This? Which has just been fun to see the breakout and how people <laughs> are falling into it. And, and not that it's really a breakdown because some people it's been good for right. and other people it's just been devastating, you know? And it's, it's beautiful devastation. Yeah. I think, um, because it's, it's shown a light into, uh, the true self mm-hmm. as, too much time on the internet will do exactly <laughs> like some of those people either dove all the way in and they're in like they're creating fake personas to get into <laughs> flat earth groups to argue with them about if the earth is actually flat right i don't even know what they're hell they're trying to do or people like learn to whittle it's research purposes i'm not like trying to start arguments i just yeah. want to know what they're thinking yeah you know we all we all coped in very different ways i shot yeah. a bow a lot i didn't even shoot at any live animal i was just <laughs> shooting a bow you shot at random targets in the woods. Yeah, and I felt good about myself. It's we- It's been a weird year, man. Oh yeah, it's been a weird ass year. I'm glad, but you did actually. You were successful hunting. I'm just going yeah. on tangents now. This isn't about your artistry. Oh, well. Um, I like to hunt too. Yeah, you were success. <laughs> success. You okay? So you come from ever? Yeah, uh, a hunting town. Yes yeah, it's no? a big. It's a big hunting town because it's. Uh, it's kind of a flat space and what is usually kind of a hilly area. Right, flat earth, got it. Yeah, flat earth again, yeah. Yep. Yeah, it is true. Ho- home home to a lot of flat earthers? No. Or <laughs> what kind of, what's the community like up there? No, the community of people is really, they are really good. There are a lot of, um, 
it's obviously more conservative, but most of those guys kind of just do their own thing. It's a lot of mm. like outdoorsman people, a lot right. of people ice fishing, oh, hunting. Yeah. That sounds sort of thing. really white. It's super usually, white. It's very white town. Usually, if it's up north and you haven't heard of it, yeah, it's all. It's white. like not even embarrassed to be white. Yeah, they're just like, so old, so old hat. <laughs> you know, they're just yeah. like no, they just don't stay yeah. here. They just like don't talk about it and go fish. <laughs> <Good>. Asshole. No. <laughs> They're not assholes. I love my hometown. Uh, that's I'm beautiful. one of them, really. Yeah. I got to visit your hometown. Uh, le- was it the winter when we were there or no? Yeah, we were there in uh, February. Oh, geez. So almost a year ago, mm-hmm. coming um, next month. But we did a charity show there. Or we did, there was a charity. Yeah. Yeah. Right? We, well, we connected, and this is a shout out, too, to J. Michael Malone. Hell yeah. Because uh, he, Hobo Pie. he's been running Hobo Pie, which is a, a pop-up comedy show. Right. And it's really, it's really got a lot of variety, and it's really kind of expansive. Mm-hmm. But that gives everybody kind of the tools to just organize a group of people for a comedy show. Right. And so I kind of, I paired up with him and then paired with... This group in Everett that does the Everett Promise, which mm-hmm. matches people who graduate with money for school. Right. And, uh, yeah, we had a crazy a crazy night. It was a very long night. Yeah, it was a long night. A lot of comedians. We, had to, we didn't expect it, but we had to take a 45-minute break because they had to go get more beer from the grocery store to bring it back to... It the hall like, at the Osceola County Fairgrounds, by the way. Yes. Shout out. We again. did. <laughs> what? Yeah. Osceola County. You heard of it? You heard of Me it? Me neither. Uh-huh. Yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> probably not. But anyways, it was a great night. We auctioned off a Mossberg rifle and, <laughs> and a coach purse. And a coach purse. And I sold Jack Daniels for $80. In uh, case you forgot up. what kind of town this was. Exactly. I like yeah. to reinforce it. Yeah. Coach purse and a Mossberg is a pretty interesting Mix. Yeah, it's a nice combo. But also, same person would probably wear it. <laughs> a, pre- it a previously opened bottle of Jack. These could have all gone to the same uh, person. It, yeah, pretty much. And it, big spend, it, big money spender out there. Yeah, that was a great night. One of my favorite nights. It was fun. It to was have one a bunch of my of favorite comics, nights in comedy. You know, yeah. honestly, because yeah, it was what twelve comedians. Yep, twelve and, comedians. Yeah. The, just a great lineup. Auctions of in the middle, too. people getting progressively more drunk. Yeah, so much riding, so that we had to make wave, a man. second alcohol trip. for education. <laughs> it was all, genius, all in really. the name of education. Yeah, hell yeah. So thank yeah, you for that opportunity. Time. By the way, you're well. You also, as a side note, just to give you some too, is uh, a lot of compliments for you up there. Even still, yeah. I hear people ask about it. It's bullshit. No, for real. <laughs> they say they say it in the well, most yeah, ever way only... possible. They go. They go, what was that one black guy, but not the not the darkest black guy? I was going to say, I had... And I said, his name's Hunter, and the darkest <laughs> black guy's name's Devron. Yes. <laughs> there was two of them. We have to be uh, <laughs> sure. But I did get many people coming up to me after the show talking about just how I was kind of black. And I was like, I appreciate it. You you learned something. <laughs> that joke meant something to me. It, it meant something to me and you. Yeah, and it was a great shared time. But yeah, yes, it was great. Yeah, it was a fun, it was a fun-ass performance. Yeah. And a great time to meet your family, meet uh, your hometown. Um, but what brought you to Grand Rapids? Yeah, well, first I... I'd always wanted to do stand-up, mm-hmm. but my idea was if I ever even started to do it, I wouldn't do it unless I lived in Grand Rapids or Detroit. A city. You know, a city, an yeah. actual place where I could try to do it. So when you say you always love stand-up, not to cut always, you off, yeah. but I have to I have yeah. to tangent here. 
tangent where did you find stand-up uh i was uh just a comedy central nerd oh, even to TV the point of, of just um comedy central presents okay specific yeah i liked all of it i i mean except for crank anchors which i just <laughs> hated i couldn't get into it but Same. Same. but i did like a lot of the other stuff but mostly comedy central presents is where i got open to just it, it was kind of an open door to right. everybody. That's when I started seeing Mitch Hedberg and even Gabriel mm-hmm. Iglesias and Joe Gabriel, Rogan was on there. Gabriel Iglesias was big when he yeah. was like fluffy and yep. stuff. Or this was like the precursor to yeah. fluffy. And old Pablo Francisco. Yeah. Like. Oh my gosh. Uh, who's still like not even now has been like a big, big name. Yeah. But um, just amazing stand-up. But also I shouldn't say that because even like Gabriel Iglesias right now isn't super popular, but he can mm-hmm. still sell out yeah. like a, an arena. But that's that's what the kicker is about stand up. That's so cool is mm-hmm. during that time getting that thirty minutes on Comedy Central exactly. was the only way outside of going on n- late night shows. Right, right. And before though, before Comedy Central presents was just those late night shows. Yeah, and, and it was just like, can I get a seat on Johnny Carson's couch mm-hmm. after like, I do a funny enough bit? And now everyone can find their own little group. Yeah, Brian Posehn's like a just a comic right that does he's like a comic comic in the sense of he talks about comic books and complete nerd <laughs> shit a comic he, he's comic. a comic a not a comic. comics comic right he's a comic comic <laughs> <laughs> it's a double it's right. like a squared and he he has a whole crowd mm-hmm. and he's not he's not a household name in the sense that right. everyone would he's know him or love him like not a mainstream no. i mean that's what like the alt scene did as yeah. well uh and when when you can't like get up in clubs or you your act doesn't belong in the traditional you know club scene, uh, you venture elsewhere and you gather a following of people who are willing to venture out of the traditional scene too. And I think that creates more of a uh, connection, but like a like a deeper following. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, like more of a relationship and, with your fan base. Well, it's been different when it's social media because you can talk directly with exactly. people. So it just changed the whole game. It's, oh, yeah. It's a printing press of being able to make your own stuff. Right. Look, look what we're doing here. It's fantastic. <laughs> look, at this. look at this guy. Look at <laughs> look what at he knows. Look at this guy. Who would have thought? Who would have? Not, not, not I. Not, not you, but <laughs> I would have. It's a great thought. <laughs> um. So when you're watching uh, Comedy Central Presents, seeing like Mitch Hedberg, mm-hmm. uh, who, who were your... Who was inspiring you? Yeah, so I I really liked Brian Reagan. Like nice. I I liked him a lot mostly because he was somebody that I could uh, share with my family. Which right, kind of funny. growing because up in a super very funny. Christian or well, very Christian household, or not not necessarily, but I mean a little religious, but more of just that. My mom and dad weren't going to really like anybody who used the f word too much, right? Yeah. Now it wasn't that didn't curtail all my comedy, but it was mm-hmm. interesting to see a guy. That could make me laugh like somebody who didn't care about swearing. Right. He's like one of those unique guys. Mm-hmm. So I liked watching him a lot. I really like Ron White. And like yeah. when I first started, I and you have this habit of mimicking. Mm-hmm. Like when I first started, <laughs> it was the most important thing in the world for me to not to memorize my lines so I could hold a drink in my hand and take <laughs> sips when I tell my jokes. It's a lot more like, comfortable too. Yeah. And sometimes it's a like a timing device. Exactly. Yeah. I love holding a drink usually what yeah. when I can uh if I'm <laughs> alcohol yeah alcoholic if, if 
If I can have a drink on stage, I'll have it. Yeah. If I could have a drink right now, I would, right? I know. There was just no uh, liquor stores. <laughs> there was no liquor stores on the way here from the highway. So <laughs> I was out of luck. Yeah. No. Now no. I'm like... Itch, like looks like I'm itching, like I'm going through it, Charles. Uh, sorry, quarantine's been rough, man. You, you know how they're gonna do it, man. They're gonna send you back to the same place. Yeah, I know. I've been through it. And you know what? Cakewalk. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so um, Brian Brian Regan's an interesting one, uh, just because him and like Jeff Dunham. Looking back now. I don't like it mm-hmm. as much. And Brian Regan, just like up until like six months ago, was still pr- really funny to me. Yeah. But I don't know. Some of it all seems... Then six months ago, you hate him. Though. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know why. <laughs> COVID. But no. Yeah. It's given me a lot of time to think, you know. <laughs> and I after after a long time of sitting alone, sitting washing alone dishes, I looked thoughts. out the window and I thought, you know what? Brian Regan sucks. I watched 30 <laughs> seconds of his new special. I said, fuck it. He's this guy blows, man. <laughs> but, BR, what the hell's that even mean? <laughs> but also, uh, I tried to watch a Jeff Dunham special. Oh, yeah. And you know what? Obviously, these people have specials, so who am I to judge what they're doing? They're, they've obviously made it, and I'm nobody. But I can't stand it. Any, like, yeah. it's, like, it's middle school, high school humor to me, and... You, Hey, you got a crowd. Yeah. Jeff Jeff Dunham for me was always never my cup of tea. It it got old for me quick. Mm-hmm. But I mean like Ahmed uh Yeah. Uh, the silence I kill you like those those shirts were popular for a certain group yes. in high school yep. and you didn't talk to them Trump often. Voters. I didn't. Uh oh no. Eventually. Yeah. Oh well. <laughs> no. Oh no. no, not for you. No. Mm. Well, I mean, I'm sure I grew up in Zealand, so it's major. Anyways, yeah. <laughs> uh, we're venturing. So, um, Ron White, uh, blue collar comedy yeah. tour. Were you... I I never really was really huge on um, Jeff Foxworthy or mm. Bill Ball. Like I thought they were okay, but I loved Ron White. Are they going to say so smooth? But I loved Larry the Cable yeah. Guy. Larry Cable. Larry the ca- Cable Guy, though, he changed my life. <laughs> it was like. Wear plaid shirts. Lie. What? Create a, create a character that's exactly. not real. That one actually. <laughs> okay, now that I've like learned things like that, and the intelligence behind, I can't remember his name. I, it doesn't matter. He sold his soul to exactly. the devil. But you know, for that, it's smart. Yeah, you you can go home and be whatever you want, but you created. He, okay, I mean he, it's smart, but it's not. To me, something I'd like to replicate. What he did is he had a persona that overgrew yeah. the person, which happens. Andrew Dice Clay right. happened the well, same way. I think Andrew Dice is Clay now... has now, dude, the guy still wears the gloves. and yeah. It's insane. Man. I think he is, he is Dice He is, now. yes. Well, and he had that, like, in the 90s, he had that huge emotional fall apart about whatever. He was crying on stage <laughs> saying he's the real deal or whatever. Mm-hmm. What that is is... These guys get that that character, but then the character just becomes what people expect. So then that's right. just what they are. And then it's an interesting. Thing. And then you go through the like imposter syndrome because mm. you created it, and yeah, it's your baby. Hmm. Yeah, rough. And that's and that's. I could only wish for those problems. And that's how you get all those fish hooks and hats and terrible problems with cut off plaid shirts. You know, I take it. 
I'd take Larry the Cable Guy's success. I don't know. I'd take you. the money. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Not, not the responsibility that comes with it. The weird irony would have to be being honest with the guys that are just regularly that country that do the blue collar comedy tour. Right. And being like, I still love you guys, though, but this is a whole shtick on like who you are as a people. Yeah. And you know what? Yeah. And it, it doesn't come out great. And I know it probably hurts your feelings to have the whole crowd stand up and cheer wildly for, <laughs> for their own demise. Yeah. Uh, but, this, hey, man, it's success- America. We're allowed to do what we want. Do you think anything would, anything has changed? I, I don't know if this information just to me is like new information mm-hmm. that it's a character in a shtick. But do you think it's lost on uh, the target crowd? Yeah. Yeah, I think I think the target crowd thinks he's a hamming up of himself. Mm-hmm. But that's you know rather it's but that's for them to, to figure the... out. Just like Are little kids find the... out if Santa's real or not. It's <laughs> the, you you don't tell them. They have to find out on their own or at the right time when their parents choose. It's the right, right. time to tell them. That's the, how I feel about the day a Confederate yeah. found out Larry the Cable. Guy I I think when it's fake. the thirty second birthday of most people that are his fans is the right time to tell them when they're emotionally developed enough (laughs) you're old enough now you're old enough now for us to tell you the truth that meanwhile there's people in their 60s that still cannot take (laughs) exactly it's actually up for judgment but um at the same time though there's those guys were pretty good i mean i liked ron white a lot mm -hmm. and watching him was really fun um and i was just really kind of a movie kid when i was little so i really liked chris farley a lot with tommy boy black sheep beverly hills ninja yeah. Pretty much classic David, white David kid. And, yeah. Personally, I was just watching. Um, shoot. I was just watching an, uh, just like a small clip with him. Mm-hmm. Oh, it, he was on Tiger Belly, and it was just a clip from that. But I miss like just his voice in comedies. Yeah. Uh, just because he, I think he's a great comedic actor, and any Jew, but. He's uh, good, yeah. Uh, Tommy, you you seem like a Chris Farley fan. Yeah, I'm a big Farley fan. I liked yeah. him. I'm a big SNL fan. Mm-hmm. I really liked that. Um, I even like uh, guys like Bob Odenkirk just for being writers right. of it, like the old hat fellas. You know? So you seem to get... I know you're a history buff. Uh, you're very politically my mi- or politically savvy. Um, and you know <laughs> you know a lot about like movies and shows writers producers things like that you seem to see things that you like or love and take a deep interest into it what is that driving force for like information uh, or that, good, no, yeah that, i get it no. that driving yearning funny uh, the real truth of it is that i just think it's this is the nerdiest thing about me <laughs> but i like to even on my own learn like I, right. I dig it as a fun enterprise of being bored and having nothing to do mm-hmm. and be like well why don't i find out about right. the roman pelum and why that yeah. was so effective what the <laughs> hell is that you know then just would read about it and go crazy on wikipedia and a lot of it too um some of it marijuana infused that always that always helps you get that extra level of deepness into not something that doesn't mean shit but wasn't really politically motivated at all until i got onto a radio station running the soundboard here in grand rapids and i was always kind of um just work related with politics in the sense of like not getting too crazy but like i thought a lot of places should unionize if they were getting paid too low and that sort of stuff 
So I did a radio show with that. And then because that was so current events based, it forced me into a world of learning where I, in a funny way, I thought about it just like I, I before got before I got into politics, mm-hmm. I was huge into all sports and I could name the starting lineups for any NBA team, right. all, you know, that sort of thing. And Once again, I super fan. Yeah. <laughs> but the funny thing is, like, it didn't. I didn't learn how to do that by trying to learn it all in a day. It was right. more of just being exposed to watching it over time. Yeah. And I thought with politics, whatever they're doing there, there's nobody there that's so smart that people can't just figure out what the hell's going on. Right. And so just over time of watching it, it just becomes real obvious about who the players are and who's mm-hmm. doing what and yeah. how the system works, you know? Right. So it was a, so a it was learning like sports experience. then. In a lot of ways. You took to politics like sports. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> like sports. Yeah. Who, I like sports the same way. Who are my favorite teams, my favorite yeah. players. Let's see some stats. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. For, oh, for me? No. no I'm <laughs> Steve Kerr, greatness. No, <laughs> I was gonna, in the political realm. No. Uh, no political no, people? I'm Steve Kerr is greatness in the political realm. Yeah, he's a politically great guy. He's a political giant. He wears the right shirts. <laughs> You know, when it's time to wear a oh, shirt that oh, says something, he gotcha. wears the right one. Yes, he knows when to. He knows when to wear a shirt, a good shirt. That's <laughs> Steve Kerr. <laughs> Great coach. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but no, I, politically though, I'm I'm not nearly as involved in it as I used to be. Mm-hmm. We used to do a lot of. I got on. It's not your a job. Sh- yeah, I Is did that... a radio show where we would interview people, and right. it was uh, we had Gretchen Whitmer on multiple times was this when before? she was a senator. Yeah. yeah, she'd come to the studio. It was cool, you know, and she's a down to earth gal. Yeah, she hot. Yeah, she's amazing. I just wanted our opinion. Foxy Governor. That's that's a shout out to James Couture, but great, great <laughs> line, Foxy Governor. Yeah, no, but she's uh, she's amazing, and it was it was a good time, but it also. Um, it's it's not really who I was as somebody like right. ra- I got into comedy right at the tail end of that, mm-hmm. so I had this idea of merging those two worlds. But the truth right. is, I'm not really as I, I like to know what's going on, but I don't think it's important that everyone has to find out what the hell people are doing all the time in right. politics anymore, or have to have your opinion nah, about it. Nah, because I think that's that's a big thing. Yeah. that's I think taken over way too much for sure. Uh, but I mean, everyone has an opinion, well, and we're all. That's what I'm doing right now. We're all sharing. Yeah. Uh, so take advantage of it. But political opinions, when mixed with the news, obviously we've seen the mm-hmm. demise of that. Um, so you came to Grand Rapids. I completely cut you off because you had already you had always wanted to do stand up and you yeah. wanted to move to a city to do stand up. Yeah. Uh, but you came to Grand Rapids, was it for college? It was or? it was actually I graduated uh from school in Saginaw. Okay. Oh Saginaw Valley. Saginaw Valley. Nice. Yeah, go cards, baby. <laughs> and then moved into the belly of the beast at G V S U. No No, but I came over from Saginaw mm-hmm. and uh it was for a job. It right. was just kind of a regular job working in healthcare stuff. Were you going to grad school or no? No, I just oh, okay. I, in my mind I just needed to get C's in college mm-hmm. and then I'd get a degree and then the capitalism gods would hand me a hundred thousand dollars in a car and I would eventually find a wife that would half love me but couldn't leave because of my immaculate wealth and none of that happened. And I have a degree. So but I do have the degree. I have a degree in communications from Saginaw Valley State University. Go cards. You got I got a degree in communications and I thought this whole world would open up. At T Mobile, we believe in putting people first by treating them right. 
So we're upping the benefits without upping the price. Introducing Magenta Max, now with unlimited premium data that can't slow down based on how much smartphone data you use. Plus, get Netflix on us. Right now, pay zero cost to switch. And bring your phone. We'll pay it off up to 650 bucks only at T-Mobile. Activate up to 4K or video streams at 480p, up to 40 gigs high-speed tethering. $650 via virtual prepaid card. Allow 15 days. Simmons support charges waived. Receive Netflix standard with two lines. Good afternoon. Would you like to try a free sample of our double fudge brownie? Oh, sure. Mmm. That's very good. I'll just take one more, just to be sure. Yep, still very good. Some things never change, like never being able to take just one free sample. And Geico saving folks lots of money on their car insurance. Mmm, is that macadamia nut I taste? We take one more. Sir, mm. yeah, I thought so. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. But that's when they're going to give it. Give me the keys of the city. That's when I've yeah. made it. Yeah. Uh, I'm so it was a good, <laughs> it was a learning experience, Yeah, <laughs> but no, I, I, when I got to Grand Rapids, um, I mostly was just kind of trying to get settled and get started, mm-hmm. but I, why I fell into the political stuff and started doing that in radio and focused on that for quite a while. Right. And then the minute I started really trying at comedy, I, yeah. st- it just became evident which one I really cared about. Right. Cause when I, when I was younger, it was way more important that people would have fun or I'd want to have fun with them when we yeah. were hanging out. And it, more than trying to tell people time. about stimulus checks or some <laughs> bullshit. I mean, you know? when we were younger, what, as a child, what do you know about politics? Nothing. Nothing. Exactly. And you're not, you don't really have any hard opinions you're trying to get across to people. Yeah. So. Or or you believe you have a lot of strong opinions, but you haven't read enough philosophy. Yeah, you don't. <laughs> so you don't really you don't have know any what the hell you're saying. Them. Yeah, yeah. But so. <laughs> I had to catch up the other way. I decided to say a lot of stuff first and then learn I was wrong later. <laughs> it, it, uh, it offers humility. Right. Speak first. Apologize later. Sure. Act first. Any Jew. So when you first started comedy in 2015, where we where did you first go up? Uh, I first went up at Sunday Night Funnies. Oh yes, with at Brian Borbut's spot, man, and it yep. was down at the Riverfront Hotel. Oh, that was a while ago. Was an old spot that was just amazing, and that that spot had a GR vibe that was great because mm-hmm. there was a table in the back. Right. And when you walked into that building, if you walked into through the doorway, like where the bouncer was, you'd go through, and the stage would be up front, and the bar is right to your left, and it's kind of like a U-shaped place, mm-hmm. and the all the main comics or the guys that were known well enough could walk the other way from the bouncer behind in this like little dining room and yeah. go to the back end of the U and sit at this table. <laughs> and that was where all the like established guys were right. hanging and sitting. The and scene. I remember the guy that brought me in and I won't make, I won't throw his name just because <laughs> of the in <laughs> the inward, you know, inside ball we're right. playing. But he'd come in there and he'd be like Doesn't matter. When you get when you get good enough You'll be able to go hang at that table. <laughs> and then and I, how long I remember did just, it even? <laughs> you know, I was amazed. How long after that did it even leave the Riverfront Hotel? What's uh? It was still like a year or two. Oh really? Yeah, he stayed there for a while, and then it was hot like Holly Hotel in 2008 or 2015 or 16. Then mm-hmm. Spectrum. Yeah. So yeah, but that was a great that was a great little spot. But it was also a funny intro into GR just yeah. because it, there was like this place, a physical representation of like <laughs> these are the people. Yeah, you know. And once you make yeah. it, it here, was, 
yeah you, you you're there kid yeah. you know and right. I, when in my mind it was like all right i get to that table it's a goal and then i go to second city <laughs> and then chris farley's brother asked me to be in some movie and here i and then i'm ready man yep. I'm, here so, I'm going. a movie about chris yep. farley's life if the whole idea about getting a hundred thousand dollars from my c degrees in communication right. didn't work out <laughs> I'll just have Chris Farley's brother come my, hit me. Huh? This is my backup plan. So, yeah. Nothing I'm looking at you, Bugs. <laughs> Waiting on the call. <laughs> um, so, a rude awakening, uh, I'm sure. Um, yeah. But how, like, your intro into the comedy scene, we, we've seen that. But what have you learned in your five years on and off uh, from not so much the GR politics of, mm. of the comedy scene but i guess how to operate in the comedies because i think you're further along in your comedy career than i am i don't know why i did uh lackadaisical air quotes around that <laughs> i quote my career yeah um, you've got one but <laughs> no that's why there's the quotes <laughs> yeah, but you, you, you don't i mean but you do so there's no quotes any jew <laughs> Once Thank again, you. we'll throw an. Uh, I know you're attempting to compliment me somehow yes. here. <laughs> we'll we'll throw a caption up here that says this is a product of marijuana, sure. um, as we'll, we will with my last rant about marijuana. Any Jew, um, <laughs> but like I said, how to? What have you learned from the Grand Rapids comedy scene in how to be a comedian? I guess. Yeah. Well, this is an easy question. <laughs> no. <laughs> No, the biggest thing I learned in terms of like how to move along and through it mm -hmm. is that I think the most important thing for anybody to think about is not getting involved in what is so much of just kind of the goings in and out of the day to day right. or how good or bad someone is on a given night yeah. during their open mics. Mm -hmm. Like they, that information will go a long way in knowing who's actually developing or not. Right. And not that that's the most important thing, but when you move through it, you yeah. don't get tied up in getting in some fight with somebody that gets you out of having stage time somewhere. Try right. to get on stage as much as you can. And we've to seen it funny. We've seen the drama that yeah. gets you banned from a show sure. or yeah. uh, just on thin ice with people where you don't want to ask for time. And, and I get it too where there's there's things that happen. I'm not trying to say that anybody's wrong about the stuff, but there's a way to try to get on there where the focus is. I need to get better at stand up, So I have to get on stage. I need people exactly. to want to give me time. Right. And you can do that in a lot of different ways, but that mixed with the other one of open mics are a place to create and to try new things. Exactly. And showcases and upward are places to establish the things that, you know, work mm -hmm. and play little, right. You know, and not say, you know, and there's no rules to it for everybody, but I do think, the the way to move around is really to be trying at the open mics to play with new things. Exactly, knowing the time and place. Yeah, uh, it's, it's always yep. uh, not not necessarily reading the room, but mm -hmm. knowing where your playground is, yeah. where your gym is. It, yeah. I mean, and they can be basically the same thing. It For sure. just depends on your attitude of like what you're bringing to the table, or you know, if you're you got some things you want to work on, but you kind of want to just play around yeah. with the crowd in general, you know, yep. it's and and I think there's so many different ways to do it, and there's so many people that do it well, and mm -hmm. there's a lot of people in Grand Rapids that are good comedians, yeah, I, that rock, they, and they are very good, and that's why it's been so great coming up in this scene, 
uh, like just starting comedy in this scene because it's there. I mean, there's a lot of people to look up to. Yeah, and comedically. And and I think that there's a lot of people that are good, and there's a lot of people that have a some interesting things to show you mm-hmm. but we're all doing it because there's something inherent about what we were doing before right that made it so we understood what we're trying to do there in the first right. place right so it's always about kind of going back to that with me is after a while of i, I can get influenced by what i'm watching a lot mm-hmm. and not that i'm it's not an emulation so much as like wow what a, look at how these mannerisms work what if i moved a little faster or i pushed right. my face or slowed it down yeah and I think it's fun to play with those things. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, you really know what you were like to make it work. Exactly. And you meet somewhere in the middle there over right. time. Between right. Your, between an inspiration and the meet, you know, yeah. the, the true self, you can find something achievable mm-hmm. uh, in between. And I, I think the other thing, too, is that um, having, having those rough nights, which we all have and we know exactly right. what those are like, <laughs> um, those are part of doing the game it's just the same thing as if you wanted to learn if you wanted to learn how to play a sport you're going to get beat Mm -hmm. first by people that know how to play when they're showing you yeah and you're you're trying to learn how to do something Mm -hmm. so you're going to expect these bumps and then you have to you work them out and they still randomly happen man bad nights bad shooting night you know what i mean like that that's life (laughs) nothing's falling for me and 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 i always take to patrice o'neill's advice on that too is if you're failing in a room the worst thing you can do is try to win them back (laughs) you just go right at them go right at them you didn't need them either no (laughs) and and if you if you tell them what they ought to do if they don't like it is leave the funny thing is they don't. They <laughs> sit right down. They and won't. Stay they with won't me. leave. <laughs> uh, a la Bill Burr's Philly rant. Right? Yeah, I was gonna He's say 15, 10 minutes of him just yelling at them about how they're bad hoagie eaters and right. Stay Philly cheese eating bastards, and they loved it. I loved how yeah, completely cussed to shit, <laughs> and they uproarious yeah. laughter. Yeah, because you don't. I they paid for a fucking show. Yeah, and, and it, it's greatness. Yeah, you know. But I th- I think. Uh, I don't know, man. Comedy has been a lot of fun, and I think the the community in Grand Rapids is one that like it will it funnels back and works if you work with it. Yeah, and you play with it. Definitely, and, and I mean, we can that's, do it a lot of different ways. I mean, that's life. You get out of it what you put into it, and I it's true in relationships, and I think in any profession, uh, the networking. You know, yeah. if you're hanging around, just even hang, the hang. Mm-hmm. Most of comedy, I think people that know about comedy scenes you know half of over half of it is just in the hang and i mean that's where most of the work i think in networking and like writing and things come in and i think that's where a lot of the joy from doing comedy comes it's all just in the hang with the comedians that day then when we get done with shows and everyone's kind of hanging out at the end right and everybody riffs off each other and you get these random conversations that pop up exactly it's a great time you know, right it's good stuff but yeah yeah i i i love stand-up mostly because um there's a part of me that's a narcissist that requires a certain amount of validation oh, from definitely. strangers so that's I all of take us that as it is right <laughs> and i'm okay I have with that cameras part of it. and a light yeah. set up here and i'm okay with that and i'm okay i already before stand-up had the opinion through politics that people cared what i thought before they right. did so there's this perfect blend exactly of somebody who's ready who who's ready to talk on where does microphone. that narcissism come from i 
because I had that thought, no, about myself oh, too. Oh, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Man. I mean, it's you're universal not, thought. This isn't accusatory. <laughs> I wasn't. I was just it, laughing at the general idea that we're accepting it for the both of us. Yeah. Well, no, I had this. I had literally this exact thought to yesterday. I was like, why do I feel like people need to know what I think? Yeah. Like, like I because I criticize it in other people like on the internet when mm. they have stupid opinions. But then I'm like, I I go on camera every week in a microphone and put what I think people should hear yeah. out into the world. And I mean, I have no real uh, qualifications or shit, <laughs> or shit to know. Uh, shit. I don't give a... <laughs> what was the right one? Give me what I need. There you go. That's right. But I need that validation. Yeah, heck yeah. I need that. Give I me what I need. I don't know why I need that validation, but yeah, that's very true. Uh, I, is it something that we missed growing up? That was my quote-unquote exact thought that yeah. I was trying to allude well, to. Well, you know, I'm I'm no Freudian or no psychologist, so I, I don't, think, you know, I think, I don't know, I think you're in love with your mom. Um. <laughs> as, as, far as, my psych, as far as my psychological knowledge, yeah. you love your mother. If I ring a bell, does your mouth get wet? Like, I, I don't know, is that psychology? I think that means you're thinking about your mom. Yeah, yeah, that Freud was right about that. Yeah, if your mouth gets wet. You think about si your mom. At the sight of a tit. <laughs> No, I don't think there's a mention of tits. Just if Sorry. your mouth gets wet, it's because you're thinking of your mom. Oh, yeah, I I was. I haven't read the books, obviously. Um, this is circling back around <laughs> to people talking about things they don't know. Exactly. But no, I think for for all of us, it's different things. One is for me, and I know that I have a family that is just. I, I have a funny family. Right. Everybody in my family is is. And not in a like hokey prankster way, but just everyone has these witty abilities to be witty and funny. Or storytelling right. is just kind of common amongst yeah. our family. And for me, honestly, I think that started when I was a kid at the table because I'm right. the youngest, and I'm the youngest of four kids. There's four of us, and mm -hmm. I'm the youngest and only boy. So I had a lot of things about having to say that I just didn't think about it the same way, right? Because <laughs> it, that was happening all the time. Because you know? I have the differing opinion. Yeah, <laughs> but I. I think more of where it comes from is that we're in a place now where people naturally are pretty narcissistic without assuming it. Yeah. And so it just plays into our ability that we have a camera on our phone every day and we believe that right. what we're saying is valuable enough for everyone to hear it. Yeah, just because I have the ability. And that doesn't extend to only – that extends way past comedians. Oh, yes. <laughs> That's no. just anybody. That – that extends to people who really don't have valuable opinions at all. Mm. And those people exist. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm not saying that I'm not one of them. Yeah. I could very much well be that person. It was, it, it's an interesting thing going on right now, which is, this will be my, this will be my really unfunny book I'm going to write that will make me a lot of money. Jeez. Yeah, get ready. No. <laughs> but. The the way the internet works with how people have access to it now is kind of like the printing press of back in the day, right? Where the the information is going so much faster than anybody willing being able to curtail it or slow it down, right? So, if for me, it's more about you have access to everything. So how do you make yourself be a better bullshit detector? Yeah. How are you better at knowing right. no, what's good, bad, right, wrong, and what? How are you deciphering it? Right. And learning how people build up these information silos where like 
you Google something, I Google something. We can Google the same thing. We're getting not the same. Right. We aren't getting the same results. Yeah. Based on how it's reading us, and we know that. Right. right. So that is that's changed for how people interact with each other. Mm-hmm. So now if I write you, I'm not just writing to you. I have followers that are on my page that I'm thinking are going to look right. at what I wrote, and I'm writing to them while I write to you. Yeah. So in yeah, a way, and- I'm not talking to Hunter. I'm talking to my group of people that already agree with me to you. Right, and you what know? you want them to think about exactly. this interaction. So it's a lot of writing back and forth on message boards from people. Right. That's a lot of... <laughs> ulterior motive yeah yeah what are what are the people that follow me gonna comment like right. when i write this to them and that is built from another spot of like yeah what do people think i think yeah and yeah. that's whether that be narcissism or uh i think it's both but an insecurity as well um but anyways this has been the social dilemma yeah no kidding right <laughs> with joe and hunter uh <laughs> But I love the internet, man. We couldn't yeah. see memes without it, man. I, I look mean, at all these chickens and shit. You we know? <laughs> look at all these chickens. <laughs> I posted um, that caption showing ducks at... Or no, I think I did the opposite thing. Any yeah. Jew. But it was funny. Yes, it was Snapchat, and it was funny for like a day Yeah. to me. Uh, other people were like, those are chickens. And I'm like, idiot. <laughs> yes. yes. But... The internet. What are you? <laughs> no, fuck the internet. No, I'm just kidding. That's the only way where we've been able to operate yeah. uh, with COVID restrictions and things like that and what we're doing now. But I wanted to ask you what you. I got two questions. What are your. What do you want to come out of this COVID break? Whatever it ends. What do you want to come out of it with? Whether it's. Uh, online material, like like we were saying, the internet. <laughs> we did putting things we up on the nets, right? <laughs> See if it sticks. <laughs> um, just like personal goals of establishing more of a following, or yeah, we'll go with that. That's the first question. What do you want to come out of this COVID break? We'll call it that. It's a COVID break. Yeah. Well, I for me is I. I I did a lot of goal setting when I got started on it at the very start where I was like, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. And I had this belief that if I just had time, I would do it. Right. And then I learned that I, like most people... You're stepping on something I already... ...have found out that that's not actually the thing that keeps us from doing things. (laughs) I've I've been working on a bit with, (laughs) fuck you. (laughs) You take Whatever it is, you take it. I'm not going to run with it. But that's my real thinking on it has been kind of that, that. Right. We have, uh, there's something else that stops people from achieving what they're trying to do. Yeah. And all I'm coming out of it with is recognizing that that's real and I got to fight that thing every day. Right. You know. I'm not really working on a bit. It was just something that I I wrote down, like, I was trying to write jokes. It was more of an observation is Mm. that anyone can make, as you did, Um, but just, like, with... I spent like two and a half weeks just alone with my girlfriend. That's alone, right? Yeah. (laughs) Alone alone to the outside world. Um, So we had, and there's, geez, I can keep burping, but with a ton of shit to do around the house and all the time in the world to do it, Mm -hmm. you learn two things, that there's always more shit to do Mm -hmm. and it takes more than time 
to actually do them. Like you need motivation and things like that. And yeah, and you got to have it all the time. I got none of it. Yeah, I got none of it. It's hard. I think that 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 lesson is the biggest one for me out of all of it. Mm -hmm. But the other one is like we were talking before, like. People gotta get get some hobbies. They gotta find, find right. out how to occupy the time. Yeah, and sometimes that's best served by not feeding that online monster. <laughs> yeah, which is, I think that's the biggest thing we've. I've also learned. I, I was gonna say we. I don't know why, uh, but that's the biggest thing I've personally learned is how detrimental it is to me. And I know this mm-hmm. isn't a shock. Like it, everyone knows that it's not great to be on your phone all the time or on yeah. social media all, all the time. <laughs> <laughs> but it does give you a shot of dopamine. Exactly, exactly. It does bless us. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's how you use it. You know, I'm right. not. I'm not someone who swears off of it or anything. I just think that it's the same as what a, it could be. Anything it could be video games. It could be eating cheeseburgers. Whatever the right. thing is that's taking up right. too much of your life. Yeah. Too much know? of your life. Too much of your money. Too much of uh, your food. Uh, yeah. Too much of life giving sources. Yeah. Right. But I. I also think too that. Um, it was a good time to just learn to honestly give more people a break for a little while. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like just right. care less about how other people are doing other things for a little bit. It was a lot, it was a lot easier to do this it year than other like, years, but it was just a great time to care less about people. Not care less about people, <laughs> but care less about the goings on, you know, right. just trying to get it. you realize after like when the rat race slowed down and you're not going to work every day so you don't learn about what, why Carol doesn't wash the spoons down, at, you know, in the front front of the house is always bitches or whatever. Right. All that stuff is just, it's so, you hey, end up missing it. bitch! Yeah, exactly. That's how I called out at people from the line when I was working as a line cook. And say, your food's ready, bitch! You know, they loved it. Shout out to Fulton Street Pub. No, they fired me. No, they fired me because I would always yell, I didn't yell, hey, bi- I didn't bitch. yell bitch at the customers. I was just an inadequate employee. <laughs> <laughs> had nothing to do with my overall attitude. It was nah, just my I had a great attitude. I just wasn't a good worker. Yeah. You know that. And you know it's sad. I I think I've been fired before for just my performance, <laughs> and that's really just the that's the biggest slap in the face, personally. Because you're like you had a great attitude, but geez, yeah, work was shit. Well, I, <laughs> I <laughs> we we thank you for the smile on your face. I while treated you... a joke job like a joke, exactly, and that was my fault, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and I because. <laughs> live in america you have to pretend Turns like out, you have to pretend like joke jobs are serious right here. you have to pretend that you need them because exactly they, and i was like no you. you're you pay me 11 dollars as a reason for me to treat you like you're my master right but then jokes on me yeah so <laughs> again good place yeah, good good, good great, eats great place i'll be doing stand up there soon <laughs> hopefully i don't know we'll turn see. it up um all right so that was the first question so you you want to come out of COVID with a renewed mindset for motivation and uh it was a great time to get out of the rat race. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Good Sec- time for mushrooms. Yeah, you hell know, yeah, dude. So many trips. Got to uh we're experienced. Not just me. not from me, but yeah. like from this scene. Because yeah. we met <laughs> I know we tripped together and we did. I know how many comedians did you trip with over <laughs> in <laughs> undisclosed amount. No, yeah. I, I'd have to add it all up. But yeah, there's been a lot of t- downtime. Yeah, let's just put it that way. <laughs> where people, da- there's been a lot of down up time. Yeah, up down time where yeah. people have 
made efforts to find themselves and yeah. I'm, and I'm glad for that but with the effort of finding yourself what have you found to be your overall goal in comedy and or mm. in what you do as an artist yeah as a thinker as a creator man these are some deep ass questions huh no? I do what I can no. um I don't know man honestly for me it's just been having some documented proof that people have laughed at me before is kind of important for when I get yep. older. Definitely. <laughs> Just and yeah, again, it's a narcissistic one. No, yeah. but I, I think if there's, there's something about trying to get good at something and then showcase how good you could be. And right. My, my plan is honestly to go as far as I can with it, even in terms of being here, getting, doing as much as I can in Grand Rapids, but trying right. to go in other places. And, exactly. And really try it out, you know, and yeah. see try, what can happen. Try it out. Just give it a, give it a whirl, you know? Hell yeah, dude. But there, I, I realized too that that seems a little half-hearted, but really that's what it, what it's about is going like, I don't think that I'm ever going to stop doing it. I right. can't see how I'm going to stop doing it. I, I've never had a feeling ever going mm. to a show that I didn't want to go and right. I didn't want to do it. That and I never felt like I wasn't... Re- I've had times where I felt like I wasn't ready to do stand-up that day, mm-hmm. but I've never felt like I didn't want to go do it. Right. And I know... I don't... I've been doing it for five years. There's, I feel not one inch of that going away. Right. It just is more, you know? Yeah. So for me, it's just going and trying to get as far as I can in terms of exactly. getting Seeing on some big city stages, show, trying to have you know some proof of me being actually funny somewhere. Right. See where it'll take you. I, yeah. If you're interested, uh, tomorrow's the last day to apply for it, I believe. But there's a virtual um, comedy festival I saw. Not my cup of tea. Yeah. But if you're trying to see where... Yeah, I might try to go to the go. real place later on. I'll yeah. just wait it out, dude. I, it, I think that's my next, my next goal is to get into a comedy festival, mm. uh, sometime in the near yeah. future. I don't know what near future is, but uh, I know we had these goals of trying to uh, travel out of state for even just some open mics and stuff and then COVID hit mm-hmm. and some of us still got to go out to um did you go to indiana at all yeah i went to south bend and did a show south bend yeah, yeah. and that i was went fun. i went to um fort wayne and i went somewhere in ohio as well mm. i got to venture out and i didn't think like it was super awesome that we I we actually got to achieve those goals of getting out of state yeah. to do some shows and stuff. Uh didn't think it would come because our state <laughs> was shut down that we had to venture out. Mm-hmm. Uh at least that was me personally. But yeah, but it's good to get out there, man, and try new crowds are always a blast and they right. are, everything's different all the time so mm-hmm. that's why it's also fun too is it's really never the same exactly even if you had the same set list you're trying the same jokes three nights in a row right somewhere uh the same say you tried to do the same exact 15 minutes three nights in a row mm-hmm. you'd still end up having a, a couple that are just completely crazy right you know it, there's been interesting different reactions things. to every time obviously yeah, it, yeah the places places can be crazy you mm-hmm. know but they're fun hell yeah and it can get wild. And I've, speaking of you know losing stage time, I almost got thrown out in Flint because I tried to <laughs> touch the bar cat 
Which there's a cat there that runs around the bar. Don't fucking touch all it. All willy-nilly, and someone told me to pick it up to move him into another room. And then another <laughs> lady was very offended that I tried to touch the bar cat and told told me specifically rule, but that that cat had more of a right to be there than I did. So well, this duh. is Flint, which is right. <laughs> that cat didn't even drink their water or nothing. They gave it <laughs> they gave it just bottled water. They love the you cat get, more than themselves. This cat gets Ice Mountain. I don't give a <laughs> shit what <laughs> you drink. An ice Mountain drinking cat. <laughs> but, yeah. <clears throat> but it's a weird times, man. Right. But with uh, with that being said, we got to achieve some of the goals that some of us had set out, uh, even with the shitty year that we had. What are some of your career goals, uh, comedy goals for 2021? Yeah. Uh, I want to get on stage. I want to hit Detroit more this year. If oh, yeah. it was, well, if it happens, you know, right. I'm I'm not trying to push anything past what the restrictions are. <laughs> yeah, I love you, Gretchen. <laughs> right, but uh, when, when we're open, yeah, but yeah, so probably when we maybe are open, this summer, I would really like to. Uh, I'd like to hit up Detroit more and get mm. over there and just kind of mix in with that crew, and okay. uh, that'll be the start. But um, there's some places in Chicago I want to try to do. Right. This year, if I can, once we get lifted, I want to try to have the setup to go driving around. Right. And maybe we'll go running around, maybe buddy. Go, do a little open mic touring. Do a little touring. Yeah. Do a little look seeing. Hell yeah. See what uh, the fields of Nebraska look like, Ooh. dude. Ooh. Uh, they, they, they're flat. They look just like ours. Oh. But That's depressing. Yeah. Lincoln. Lincoln. All right. Cool. Anyways. Corn. Joe, thank you so much for coming in uh, on Instagram and on Twitter at Joe Elder Comedy. That's correct? it. Yeah. Awesome. So that's Joe. Okay. Are there the are the E's consecutive? Because yeah, not, there's two E's okay. in there. there. There's the E that's well, the last one of my E's. name, and then there's the E that's the start of my other name, my other last my last name. It's just Joe Elder. J O E. Okay, yeah, I made that way more. I made that. It's supposed to be easy. Yeah, Joe Elder Comedy. Uh, on Twitter and Instagram, and you can follow uh, the podcast on Twitter at Where Is This GoPo, right there, boom. And you can also follow me. I have a new Twitter handle. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at the underscore Hunter Miles, and you can follow the uh, podcast on Instagram at Where Is This Going Pod, and. Thank you guys so much. Please subscribe to the YouTube channel. Uh, follow us on Spotify. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts. And uh, we are now on iHeartRadio, something that uh, beautifully happened to us over the quarantine of this show. So follow us on iHeartRadio if you have that app. And, uh, yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you, Joe, for coming in. Yeah, and, thank you. Uh, have a beautiful day. Thank you.
Now is the chance to use reliable energy to grow your money with the Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. Our new investment product offers competitive returns, no maintenance fees, and flexible online access to your money. Make the reliable investment in reliable energy. The Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. To find out more, go online to reliabilityinvestment.com. That's reliabilityinvestment.com. Virginia, William Hill, America's number one sports book, is now here. And we have a special 2021 offer to help you bet on all your favorite sports risk-free. Download the William Hill Sportsbook app, and when you sign up, you can get started with a risk-free bet of up to $2,021. Use promo code RADIORF. Terms and conditions apply. 21 plus only. Gambling problem? Call, text, or chat our confidential and toll-free helpline at 1-888-532-3500. Let's make it interesting with William Hill Sportsbook.